This is episode 36E with Mattia Vetterello and Jim Burke. This is part of a special series of podcasts featuring chapter authors from the book Leadership for the Future. Welcome back to the Future Intelligent Leadership Podcast. If you're interested in innovative wisdom and practical tools for leading in a complex, uncertain, and exponentially changing world, then this podcast is for you. Aloha and welcome to this episode of the Future Intelligent Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Mongan, co-founder of Haku Global. We're an organization dedicated to helping leadership navigate a complex, uncertain, and exponentially changing world, which is driven by a emerging tech future. So if you're interested in learning about Haku Global's future intelligent leadership training programs and how you can develop future intelligent leadership and scale that across your organization, then check us out at www.haku.global. So today's guests are Mattia Vetterello and Jim Burke. Mattia is an innovation manager. He is a believer in lifelong learning and researches the intersection of innovation management, design, and future studies. His research focuses on enabling and integrating futures literacy and complex behavioral strategies to support strategic decision-making. Jim is a foresight and solutions navigator at Deep Dive Foresight. He is transforming ways that people in business can intentionally speculate, identify, and apply insights for the future. He creates innovative foresight studies that exploit systems thinking, early warning signals, and emerging trends to forecast disruptive risks and opportunities. I hope you enjoy these interviews today with chapter authors from the book, Leadership for the Future. Let's listen. So welcome, Jim and Mattia. Thank you for joining me today. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about this new book, uh, Leadership for the Future. Uh, we're co-authors of uh, chapters in the book. And I wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about your chapter. What's the title? And give us a little summary of it. You betcha. I, I, thanks so much for, for inviting us today, Tyler. I, I really appreciate it. I, I followed. I, I listened to your interview of Tom, who, who laid out the, the big picture for mm-hmm. it. So having the chance to dive down in our chapter. I'm, I'm going to read, read our title. It, okay, great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Anticipatory Leadership an invitation to be more creative and resilient. And so the, the, the idea is that uh, uh, leaders uh, today and leaders in the future don't have to, have to just wait until the future comes to them. They can actually look out. Mm. What happens oftentimes is uh, if you've ever been in a, in a, a situation that's dangerous, uh, for example, if you're, you're driving in, in traffic and somebody does something crazy, uh, you'll see your vision just narrows. It, 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 everything around you disappears. And that's what happens a lot of times when business people face new uh, situations or, or face the, the unknown that suddenly pops up that they may not have thought, of, thought about. Mm-hmm. Their vision goes very narrow. And so the idea that, that we're trying to say in, in the chapter is that you, if you look at this in terms of, of foresight, you can widen that vision so that uh, it, it 
may be that it'll, you'll still narrow it somewhat when a novel situation appears, but you'll have some experience before you experience the experience, if, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. And uh, the, the purpose of, of the chapter was to help leaders move from, from a predictive, I'm sorry, from a, a reactive stance to a predictive stance. Mm -hmm. We don't make predictions, we make forecasts, but the, the idea is that if, if you can understand different ways that the future might unfold, and the future is always gonna surprise us, it'll be easier to, to operate in that, so. Matteo, you want to follow up with that? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And uh, um, I think, Jim, um, I want to thank you also for my side, because it's, it's great to be here and to, you know, giving also uh, verbal words to, to written words. Uh, so it's, it's good. Uh, and yes, we, the, the chapter present um, what we call it uh, a toolbox of, uh, of way of thinking and doing uh, that can, could help uh, leaders to move from um, what we call reactory or reactor leader to anticipatory leader and anticipatory leadership and trying to move from this complexity of, of VUCA, from these scenarios of VUCA, which stand for volatility, uncertainty, and complexity and ambiguity from this VUCA present to a VUCA futures. We stand more for vision, uncertainty, eh, pardon, uh, vision, um, understanding, creativity, and also a sort of uh, um, ambitions to, to building um, uh, a better uh, futures. And we're trying with these uh, tools that uh, I'm pretty sure we're going and explore uh, more in, later on in, in this conversation, but we're trying to help leaders to move from one state to the other and be more anticipatory rather than reacting to external events. That's great. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the this um, concept of the tunnel vision that does happen. Uh, it, you know, I, uh, look a lot at the work I'm doing and, you know, short-termism is a part of that where you mm -hmm. just, you, you start to compress your, your horizon, time horizons into shorter and shorter time frames. Um, and I like, I love this reframing of VUCA from focusing on the, the problem state to focusing on a, uh, a solution state, which is great. Um, so the, the title of the, the book is leadership for the future. I'm curious, um, why you think that's an important topic right now, and also how uh, your chapter kind of addresses that. So the the, uh, the reason it's important is uh, that we're often surprised, and one of the things that leaders can do is to to bring those surprises nearer. And uh, the the idea of our chapter is to to help uh, the leader of the future have have a, a, the ability to. To, to put on different mindsets, mm. to uh, uh, look at a mindset, for example, of, of abundance. Uh, mm. One of the things that happened with the pandemic, uh, when I talked to several businessmen, is, is their mindset narrowed also. And it became one of, of uh, how, how do we make our way through this, this uh, period where uh, opportunities are, are significantly narrower. And we saw that the most successful ones looked into the future and really widened that with a, with a mindset of, of abundance. Mm -hmm. um, the, the other reason that it, it is important is uh, I really appreciate what you said about short-termism. Uh, and that short-termism can be uh, profitable for certain folks in a company, 
but ultimately it can be injurious to to the company's long-term future. Mm-hmm. And by, by taking a, a longer view of the future, uh, the rewards downstream can become more apparent. And to uh, lay that foundation of a better understanding of it. And, and by, by doing what we're suggesting, and we'll get into some of the tools, uh, we, we believe that um, foresight can help companies be more resilient. Uh, mm-hmm. quick, res- resilient is, is uh, one of the, the, the buzzwords of the day. How are we more resilient uh, you know, personally, professionally, you know, organizationally, and, and so on? And one of the, the, the ways that uh, we try to point out it in this chapter is that by considering what might happen to us as individuals, as well as as organizations, allow us to, to have some idea of preparation for it. Again, we're always going to be surprised. Mm. Uh, for many, the pandemic itself was a surprise. Uh, the, uh, those of us who were in the foresight community knew it was coming. We didn't know exactly when, but even for those in the foresight community, the big surprise there was just how much the government was going to engage uh, across the uh, across the world in trying to fight this. And uh, so there were some some real surprises there that, that we had to adapt to. Mm-hmm. So the, why it's important? Uh, it's important for resiliency. It's important for the long term health of the company. And it's a perfect segue into the, the, the tools that we are, uh, you know, the, the mindset that we're, we're proposing to use, which um, each builds on top of the other one. Uh, we, we're proposing uh, future thinking, uh, scenario planning, um, system thinking, and contingency uh, mapping. Mm. And each of these tools lead to, to the next one. And how that's how we, we um, envision uh, is anticipatory leaders to uh, build what Jim said about the you know company that is resilient and and, and design strategy that could help a company move forward in, in turbulent water and uh, and that's what we we are also experiencing with this um, great uncertainties and ambiguity of what the future could be. Um, I mean, taking taking Australia as an example, um, Australia was was thinking to be. Um, you know, saved by 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 the virus, by by the virus reaching the country because they, you know it's an island, and now we see a lot of cases going up. So uh, it's important to plan for for different uh, scenarios, mm. and um, and that's why we, we suggest future thinking that could enable this envisioning hypothesization of different uh, scenarios, scenarios planning that you know helps giving details to those scenarios that are, are developed by using future thinking. And then we look into system thinking because the world is so interconnected and intertwined nowadays that uh, we need us to explore that. And, and what does it mean from a causal effect relationship, uh, uh, the action that you are envisioning to take with that strategy as organization, as, as a government. And then the contingency mapping is key here because um, strategy or you know anything that is forward thinking can it's not static mm. has to be adapted with uh, with new information as you move forwards you, you're trying to de-risking your your future vision and by de-risking the future vision you acquire more information 
And that's where contingency mapping plays an important role because it expands the opportunity and the pivotal opportunity that you have when you encounter some, um, some, um, some challenges. Um, so those, those are the four um, key thinking and, and, and doing that we suggest to, again, to move from a, a reactory um, leadership down to, to an anticipatory leadership. That's great. Jim, do you have a follow-up on this? I, I was just going to add one yeah. thing uh, to that. Woven through all of those is, is uh, an invitation to recognize our own biases. I have biases. Mm -hmm. uh, you have biases. And you know, of course, our biases, we think, are good biases. <laughs> but they're biases nonetheless. And they're tied closely to our assumptions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, is, is revealing when working with uh, anybody is to ask them to pick a, pick a point in the future, 10 years from now. What are your assumptions about uh, how you're gonna get to that point? And what do you think your life is gonna be like at that point? Mm -hmm. And when you do that in a business context with business leaders sitting around the table, the fascinating thing is that everybody has different assumptions. Mm -hmm. but they don't generally take the time to put them on the table and see what that means they're planning. So if I have an assumption that the, uh, the economy is going to grow 6% uh, for the next three years, uh, and I'm saying, hey, let's invest, let's invest, let's invest, uh, and my colleague thinks it's, it's going to be at most 1% a year, and he's saying, we got to save, we got to save, we got to save, it sets up uh, a, um, a, a conflict mm. without understanding why there's a conflict. Yep. It just seems like, well, you don't want to invest because you're a stick in the mud. Well, you want to waste money because you're, you know, <laughs> you, you just have no sense of sensitivities. But when you get the assumptions out there, you go, ah, oh, I see now, how can we, how, uh, now we have someplace, we have a touch point that we can have some dialogue about the future. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, in the, in our chapter that um, I co-authored, we look at the um, called the six pillars of future intelligence, and and it's looking at what does the brain do in you know complex, uncertain, exponentially changing environments. Um, mm -hmm. How does it create future frames? Um, and one of the core pillars is uh, the past, which is where your your biases you know rest basically. Yeah. Um, and so it's essential. Like your brain is every time it thinks about the future, it has to pull those into the equation. It just that's yeah. what it naturally does. It it. Um, you can't avoid that. So like you're saying, it's important to reveal it, right? You have to let the assumptions be laid on the table so people can see what um, what could be you know causing conflict. That's that's a great observation. You, I'm sure yeah. you've heard the the line that says, if you're going to look for a client, if you're going to look out ten years, look back twenty years. Yeah. And, uh, ask them what were their what were your assumptions ten years ago? How did they unfold? Or were you right? Were you wrong? Why is that? That's yeah. an uncomfortable conversation. And I think yes. that's one thing that that uh, folks like ourselves who are involved in the foresight community can stimulate those those uncomfortable uh, conversations to a degree. Yeah, I think it's it's really important, too, because, you know, we we love to, in the foresight space. We love to just go look into the future. But yeah. then we we don't look at how that past is is framing it you know mm -hmm. um and and we we think we're all yeah we think we all maybe have the same assumptions right <laughs> um but really exactly. none of us do we you know we don't yeah. have the same assumptions at all so a uh, final yeah. question oh go ahead Matia. 
No, I, I wanted to add on that, that also by asking what was the assumption, you know, 10 years ago, uh, even mm -hmm. that biases play in. So it, it's also very challenging to validate uh, the, the, the envisioning of, of something in the future because um, we, need, we need to start now also to, 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 to use these techniques, these mindsets more and more and also collect those assumptions now and, and you know, um, record those assumptions. So, you know, maybe in the futures, we already know that uh, those assumptions were at that point like that. Otherwise, you know, if I think what were my assumptions 10 years ago, you know, biases are playing as well. Mm -hmm. It's very important to, to be open in, in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, would like to add one thing. And one of the reasons I really enjoy working with Mattia is he brings to the table a design sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And for me, nothing shatters my assumptions more than a good designer somebody mm -hmm. who's really qualified in design thinking and who understands the design process. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, why don't we do it this way? And, you know, Matteo will push back and go, what basis are you making that, that suggestion? <laughs> and I go, well, it feels like a good suggestion to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got an assumption here and then we can go back and forth. And it's, yeah. it's just delightful. I, I really appreciate his style. Yeah. yeah. One last thing I would add to that too is um, I think we have to realize, you know, from a, at least from a neuroscience perspective, the, assumptions we have are um, closely related to survival mechanisms too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're just saying that, um, you know, oh, I, I think investing in a long-term future is bad, right? Uh, it's you're saying like that person's survival mechanism that they've used to survive for many years is wrong, right? Yeah. So it's like we're, we're, you know, it feels like a, an attack, even if it's subconscious on a very like primitive survival level, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and kind that's of understanding a, that and respecting it help, helps a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And, and one of the things that, that uh, we brought into, and it doesn't come out as, as much in this paper, but we were looking at the idea of transitions. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you transition an organization? How do you transition your life? Uh, there's, there's a lot of good research uh, about that, the painful process mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. go through. Because they got it, it's like walking through mud. We have we have our back foot stuck in the mud, and we're reaching forward with our other foot, and it's you know we're a little mm -hmm. bit off balance, and and we don't want to let it go. And ultimately, um, um, the idea of foresight is to make that leap into the future mm -hmm. as painless as possible. It's never it's never painless. Right. And as a matter of fact, if it is painless you're probably deluding yourself. Yeah, it's probably so. not much change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great yeah. point. Great point. Yeah. Um, so final question for you. Um, you know, what is a, you know, maybe a key takeaway or two that you would like to leave the audience based on um, either the chapter you wrote or just your own kind of work and experience? You, you go, Jim, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that uh, uh, is, and I, and I I enjoyed that question as I was thinking about it. Um, the thing that I would like folks to walk away with is that they, they don't have to be, number one, frightened by the future, or number two, surprised by the future, mm. uh, even though every day brings new surprises. Every, every day brings something that uh, you know, we, we didn't see coming. And uh, as a matter of fact, that's when I get together with folks, 
uh, I, I always ask them, uh, have you ever been surprised in your life? And, you know, you get, of course I've been surprised. I go, mm-hmm. why were you surprised? And that sets up a dialogue. So I, I think you know, one takeaway is that uh, we can talk about the future in a way that that's not woo-woo. <laughs> it's, it's not some, some magical process of throwing the chicken bones down. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a rigorous process. And as importantly, with uh, some of the tools that, that uh, Mattia uh, gave, gave us an, an overview of, there are, there are tools that allow us to do that, to, to practice the future as it, as it were. If we understand a system's perspective, we know where we fit in the system to a degree. Now, that's always changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we see that system, we can identify leverage points, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's investments, changing the processes, or, or, or uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and and we, can, we can use STEEP, uh, the, uh, the acronym that I'm sure you're familiar with, the mm-hmm. social, technical, et cetera. We add another, another E on the end, ethics. So yeah. it's really steepy yeah. <laughs> because ethics are increasingly becoming an important part of looking at the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and businessmen, as we move to uh, ESG, uh, environmental and, and social and governance, as we move to stakeholder capitalism, uh, ethics are, are more and more important. Mm-hmm. So you're faced with all these, these different tendencies and the, uh, uh, the, the reaction oftentimes is just throw your hands up and focus on you know, some nuts and bolts and not worry about. And so we're suggesting use these tools and one of which is, is really important that's scenario planning. And uh, you know, the, the, uh, it's like the old line, planning, uh, the plan is useless, but planning is everything. And similarly, mm. the scenario itself is, you know, okay, you know, we can come up with 20 different scenarios and that, that, that's really great. The planning to get there is important, but even, even more important we suggest is that if you do scenario planning, if you say, how are we gonna operate when you know, there's a pandemic or how are we gonna operate when um, uh, China withdraws and becomes a, a nation unto itself and doesn't interact with the world. How, mm. how do we handle supply chain disruptions? So those, those things can offer a low risk way of operating in the future. Mm. Uh, if we sit around a table and, and discuss, you know, what happened, what happens if, if our, uh, one of our major supplier uh, factory burns to the ground, what are we going to do? Mm. Uh, what, what happens if, uh, the, uh, the taxes go to uh, 30, 35%, what are we gonna do? And uh, uh, it's, it offers you, uh, I'll use the same term, low risk way to look at that mm. and, and also to prepare for. So, mm. uh, so the, the, probably the, the, the takeaway that I'd suggest is don't be afraid of the future, don't be afraid to play in the future mm. and playing in that future, and I use that word play uh, kind of lightly here, can allow you insights that will better uh, allow you to better operate today. So. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely um, agree with, with Jim's takeaway. I mean, uh, uh, I just want to enforce what, what Jim Masley said that this idea of scenarios planning, uh, it builds a database of hypothesis futures where when they become more reality, you already have those information, those hypotheses. Mm. 
that you can work on. So you are like an exercise or you know a task already done instead of starting from scratch and say, okay, what are we gonna do now? So we already have those hypotheses. And to in in, in the context of my general work and, and research as well, um, I actually try to understand from disaster management what could be the lesson learned there to transfer into um, innovation management because mm -hmm. uh, there are some characteristic uh, uh, uncertainties, risk, uh, um, time to action that could be very relevant to, to innovation. And that's where I'm fascinated about the, mm -hmm. to bringing together uh, futures design and, and innovation. And that <clears throat> where I try to bring those um, aspects of scenario planning into design as well and innovation, especially at the early stage. Um, so for me, the, the main takeaway and what I like about this paper, this book chapter that I, I wrote with Jim is about the interchangeability of the context because we're talking about organization and business, but those four mm. skills, tools or, or, or mindset that, that we, we propose together could be also transfer to um, your personal life as well. So what, what, what decision you're taking, especially now that we are in this situation and there are many um, people from the young generation taking a step in their career. So how, how they can go forward. Mm. Um, and my main takeaway would be don't, be, don't be scared about uncertainty in some way, like be really comfortable with uncertainty, which is actually nice to play with uncertainty and trying to build options and increase your optionality uh, around, around what you want to do or, or you don't want to do. And this again goes uh, nicely for, for business to me. So, um, and I'm really, um, I really like being comfortable with and uncertainty and with it. It's something that it give you, give you an opportunity to play with different options. Definitely. Great. Well, Jim, Mattia, thank you both for joining me today. I really appreciate your insights. Uh, look forward to reading the chapter in your book. Thank you so much, so much, sir. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on the Flowcast. To get a summary of today's dialogue, find out more about today's guests, listen to previous episodes, or discover more about Haku Global's neuroscience-based futures intelligent leadership programs or customized strategic foresight and innovation sprints, visit us at www.haku.global. At Haku Global, we believe it is time for more futures intelligent leadership. The future is something we need to think more intelligently and feel more deeply about so we can collaborate to discover today's solutions for future problems. If you are in a leadership role and need support or training to scale futures intelligence across your organization, then contact us at Haku Global. This is your host, Tyler Mongan, and until next time, have a preferred and conscious future. Aloha. Thank mm -hmm. you.